The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is an instant reaction edition of Talk of Champions. We never do this. But Matt Corral, according to Lane Kiffin, is 1,000% coming back. And with that news, I had to call Bradley Sal. We had to jump on, and we had to break it down. It's the biggest news of the offseason. No matter what else happens, this is the biggest news of the offseason. So we're going to get right to it. But before we do, let me tell you about Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Oh, um, I did just because it came up last time and I you know, said something. So since last time we talked, I did meet with Matt Carell. Um, and just said, hey, do you need to sit down and talk about this at the end of the year, get grades back, all this stuff, you know, because I never push him to stay. I just want him to have the information. He said no. He goes, um, I'm a thousand percent coming back. I need another year here. So, um, so I told him I would relay that to you guys today. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. So here I was on this Wednesday afternoon, just hanging out with my kids. I picked up my daughter early from school. When I get a notification that Matt Corral, according to Lane Kiffin, is 1,000% coming back next year. And that is a big freaking deal. Usually we only do 
to talk of Champions of the Week, but I thought it would only be appropriate because of the size of the news that we do a rapid reaction. So, Brad, what's up, man? It's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, Adrian NFL vet, co-host of Talk of Champions. He wasn't on the second show this week, but he's back for this. This is a big deal. What's up, man? Yeah, it's a great, great news. Great news for, uh, for Ole Miss' program today. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, I look, look forward to di- digging into it a little bit. I'd heard some stuff, some rumblings about Matt Corral potentially leaving, and I didn't want people to be blindsided if that was the decision ultimately that he made. And that's why I talked about it on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. I don't want people to think I was trying to stir anything up. A lot of times you've seen this. I mean, you saw this with players on your team. They made a decision that maybe wasn't smart for them in the future of their career, but it happens. Kids make decisions that sometimes aren't well thought out, weren't the right time in hindsight. That's why I wanted to cover all bases. But now, according to Lane Kiffin, for him to come back, it totally changes the outlook for Ole Miss football next year because we already know that Matt Corral is the face of this program. He has become this program. He has assumed the mantle of face of Ole Miss football. And that's exactly what you needed him to do. We talked about this before the year started. Matt Corral needed to leave no doubt because that was in the best interest of Ole Miss the best interest for the position moving forward. And now it sets you up not only to be competitive, but it also allows you, if you do land Luke Altmyer, to redshirt him, let him be the one in waiting. And then that Luke Altmyer tenure leads into Arch Manning, hopefully, if you're recruiting and doing it right. So this is just exactly what Ole Miss needed, what Ole Miss wanted. And it's relieving in a way, I know for Ole Miss fans, but also for me, that the news came as quickly as it did, because I think any seed of doubt can now be erased. If Lane Kiffin's saying that he's coming back, it matters because this is the guy you have to have to be competitive. And regardless if Elijah leaves, which he will, if Braylon comes back, whatever, the most critical foundational piece is Matt Corral. Now you're getting him back. Yeah, one, I mean, this is the correct decision for Matt Corral. Um, I mean, it's easy sometimes to, to look up and get a little ahead of yourself and think, think you're ready, but... I think that he he is, you know, if you look at all the quarterbacks that are out there on the board this year, I think that that he has a chance to to potentially be the top guy next year instead of going into the bunch and which could lead to a, a higher draft status and you know, I think I think he's a good player. I, th- I really do. I think he he could, you know, be an NFL quarterback, but the timing is everything when it comes to getting drafted. And I think if he comes back next year and does what he's doing this year, he could potentially be a top, you know, he could have be the top three quarterbacks going into next year and getting drafted high is, is huge money wise. So I think he made the right decision and, and going into this off season, how, how cool is it going to be when you go into recruiting, you say, Hey, we have a potential Heisman candidate quarterback. When you're talking to young receivers around the state talking to other players on offense, Hey, we have the potential Heisman you know, candidate at quarterback. Why don't you come to Ole Miss and play with them for a year? So I, I think it's huge. It's huge news for Ole Miss. And, and kudos for, to Matt for realizing that, that one more year like this could, could lead to much, much better days. In his one year as the full-time starter, he's on pace, if Ole Miss gets all 10 games in, to shatter Ole Miss single-season records. He's completed 186 of 255 passes. That's 72.9%, 2,744 yards. That's a 10.8 yards per pass average, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions, six of which came in one game. He's only really had one bad game, and that was Arkansas. And when he did have that game, we really commended Lane Kiffin for sticking with him, never going to anyone else, because yes, the result, a loss is not what you want, but that's a short-term sacrifice for the longer-term goal, and that is 
full confidence and show of confidence in your quarterback. And it's lent itself to a string of three straight games where Matt Corral has been at his very best. And if this is what he is at his very best and he could string this out over another consecutive season, I 100% agree with you. This draft class itself, Trevor Lawrence was at the top, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson's in there, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones. It was going to be hard, even if he had tested well, which he would have, and he's going to. It was going to be hard to leapfrog any of those at least top three, if not top five. And next year's draft class, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, is pretty light. It's pretty shallow. So if you're Matt Corral and you can build on this season, which is an historically good season at Ole Miss, and go into next year, which you will be a Heisman Trophy contender, and you can put up equal stats, and that's without the safety net of Elijah Moore, who you're completing 91% of your passes when you throw it his way. If you can do the same thing, without an historically good Ole Miss wide receiver in the slot, not only will your draft profile be significantly greater, you'll etch yourself in the history books for Ole Miss as one of the best to ever do it here. And and that's kind of what Ole Miss fans were hoping for when he committed and signed three years ago in December, flipped him from Florida. There was all this drama, Army All-American, everyone knew the talent was there, and now he's showing it because now there's no jerking him around. There's no competition for him. John Rice Pumley is going to be gone. He hasn't even factored in at all, and he shouldn't have. We talked about that when they were actually trying to get him into some game action, some playing time, and how it completely stunted the offense once John Rice Pumley came in. He did what he had to do, take a hold of this job, stranglehold this job, and leave no doubt. And now that he's the most important player, it cannot be lost that getting your most important player back is the biggest news this offseason will ever produce. Even if you go get the number one transfer at wide receiver, the biggest transfer on defense, or you sign a top 25, it doesn't matter. It all started here with Matt Corral. This is the biggest piece, and now everything else will follow. But this is the one domino that had to fall first because it's the biggest domino. Yeah, it's it's amazing what, what one year will do for you. If you'd have told me last year that, um, at this time that, you know, we will be celebrating Matt Corral coming back after what he's done. I mean, it's it's just amazing what what a good system and a one year can do for a player. And all he does, he just set the stage for next year for himself too. I mean, he's he, he's clearly going to be the best quarterback in the SEC, if not one of the best in the nation. On top of hey, let's have a full offseason. Matt Corral has played this well this year, and we have had literally a choppy offseason, choppy everything, and he's. What's he going to look like when we actually have a spring football, a whole year of knowing he's a man, a really fine-tuning some of the offense, getting better, getting other guys better through? I mean, he's really setting the stage for Ole Miss to have some serious expectation next year, which which should be should be a fun year. And and I don't see any reason why he can't get take another step in this offense and play even better next year, which is scary. That's the scary thing because they could win nine games with next year's schedule, but they could only do it with Matt Corral back. And here's the thing: losing Elijah Moore is a big deal. No doubt about it. He's one of the best wide receivers to ever come through Ole Miss. He should win the Bolitnikoff. I don't think there's really should be any debate. Devontae Smith is going to be in that conversation. It's going to be one of those two. And because Devontae Smith plays for Alabama, he's probably going to get the award. But he shouldn't. It should go to Elijah Moore. I digress. Even though they will lose Elijah Moore, a wide receiver, no matter how good they are, is far more easy to replace with a newcomer, be it a talented freshman or a decorated transfer a productive transfer from another school, whatever, JUCO transfer, it's much easier to replace a wide receiver than it ever could be to replace your starting quarterback, who in his first year starting, first full year, all on his own starting, no dicking around with him, puts up historically good numbers. If you don't get Matt Corral back, next year is going to be tough no matter what, 
because you're breaking in a new quarterback. Yes, you could get a transfer quarterback in. Yes, Luke Altmaier could come in. Maybe he's setting the world on fire. But this is the desired outcome. This is what you look to get started first in your offseason. Now, saying Matt Corral's 1,000% back, certainly comforting if you're an Ole Miss fan. It gives you a lot of excitement. But where could he get better? Because I think you and I agreed Mississippi State was considered a somewhat off game for Matt Corral because stat-wise he'd been putting up video game numbers. But he still put up video game numbers. It's just he wasn't putting up the touchdown passes that you're used to seeing. And you and I thought... That was one of, if not the best games of the season for him because of his decision-making, and that shows growth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's always places to get better. I think um, you know, the all, Arkansas game may end up being our savior because if, if he never has that humbling game and keeps just rolling like he was, I mean, who's to say he would actually came back because there would have been you know, probably a lot more chatter about him going higher. So Arkansas game could have saved us another year with him. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think – Zone defense does give him some issues. And another thing that, that, that's been going on, when they run that drop eight zone type of defense, he has all day to throw. Well, when going into the next level, when you're, when you're watching him being evaluated, they're not going to really care to watch the plays where he's sitting back there for eight seconds because that's not real football. And that's, that's a defense he's been getting here lately. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he can always – he can I'll definitely always improve. I think versus zone, he'll, he'll um, you know, show some improvement there, which he did versus state. He didn't – and then, I mean, going from last year, he really improved with the turnover. So, I mean, he's just got to keep performing and keep showing growth and, and keep being a leader and keep doing what he's doing. And he should have no trouble being one of the top top few quarterbacks next year. I've got a couple of friends that are draft evaluators, draft scouts for different services, and I've been texting with them over the last week and a half. One was extraordinarily high on Matt Corral, but he couldn't get over how talented this pool of quarterbacks is for 2021. And as much as he liked Matt Corral, he thought his ceiling was a third-round pick. But then another one, and no disrespect to the uh, evaluator I just referenced, but the other one I was talking to most often is the best in the business. He's awesome. Good dude, good friend. And he assumed that Matt Crowell was coming back. He said, I haven't done a deep dive on him because I assumed that to happen. But now that he is coming back, in his opinion, Matt Crowell immediately vaunts into the conversation of best quarterback potentially, at least early on, because any number of guys could emerge. I mean, Joe Burrow, where did he come from? So that can happen. But as of today, December 2nd, 2020, Matt Crowell is already then, if you look toward next year's draft class, assuming that he duplicates this production among the very best in next year's class. So it's the right decision. You just hope that, unlike with Chad Kelly, when Chad came back and got hurt, just stay healthy. Jeremy James stepping in for Royce Newman at right tackle because Royce is going to be gone. Protect him. Keep him upright. But this offense is designed for that, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just the way we spread it out. Um, you know, teams can't can't really stack the box because I mean you're you're running the risk of uh, of giving up the deep ball so yeah I mean the the, the offense he sh he should be fine I mean and, and he he's very he's been very smart about you know when to run it when to get down so I, he he should he should be good to go in, in that sense I mean everybody's pretty much played to keep the ball in front of him versus us which is which is another thing that I worry about when evaluators look at him is um you know how are they going to view you know playing playing quarterback without a lot of pressure so. Um, and not to mention, I mean, we're going to have another good O-line next year as well. We've got most of the guys back. We'll have to replace the right tackle. So we'll have a solid O-line to come back. I th it's just the, all around is the right move for him. Um, he should have he should have no issue putting up the same stats and staying healthy. I got immediately a few calls and texts from some buddies of mine that love to rip me because that's what your friends are supposed to do. And they're like, okay, well, now your Tuesday show has been kind of rendered moot, right? And I went, I have never been happier for a show to be rendered moot, man. I don't even care. This is great. I thought it was important 
and a um, significant acknowledgement that Lane Kiffin mentioned in his press conference or media availability on Zoom on Monday that they were having the conversation because it was a real conversation over the last two weeks. And to acknowledge it publicly validated that this is not just some bullshit podcast topic that a bunch of know-nothings are throwing out there. We'd heard some things. And for then a couple of days later to hear that he's coming back, I think it's the perfect timing, puts to rest any uncertainty. Because look, man, in two weeks is the early signing period. You don't want in two weeks to get your decision on Matt Corral, to get news on Matt Corral. So you can take this now and you can use it just for Luke Altmaier, not just for Luke Altmaier, but for Brandon Buckhalter and any number of guys that want to come play in this offense. Because Lane Kiffin's offense on its own is exciting. It's never more exciting than when you have a quarterback the caliber of Matt Corral and what he has become in year three at Ole Miss. It also uh, drew me back to one other thing as well. Last year, Matt Corral was so screwed over by that terrible offense. No fault of his own was he removed as the starter. He got hurt. He was supposed to be the franchise quarterback. They took him to SEC Media Days as a redshirt freshman. So all this is further done to me is shown that everyone was right back when he was a top-ranked recruit. The talent was always there. What we all suspected was true. The offense did a complete disservice to him. John Rice Plumley, he's transferring out. Cade Renfro, he's probably going to be gone too. I think he's playing wide receiver right now. Grant Tisdale, he's going to be gone too. None of that matters. None of that matters. And that's why I'm glad to move on from the conversation of that dominated the entire offseason, the quarterback competition. This was never a competition, Brad. If we'd have gotten to see practice, we'd have known this and confirmed this. We didn't get to see practice. Matt Corral owned this job, and now he owns this program. And I don't think there's any doubt going into next year, he's a Heisman front runner. He has to be. Because the numbers themselves. Now, you got to win. Unfortunately, your team's success is held against you or props you up, even if your numbers aren't equal to or better than a Matt Corral who maybe only wins eight or nine games. He's a Heisman front runner. You mentioned it earlier in this podcast. I, how could anyone have ever predicted this, right? <laughs> At this moment, getting this news, and now we're talking about the Heisman for Matt Corral. It's the perfect storm scenario. It's, it's perfect. If you were looking for all the momentum and excitement with a Lane Kiffin-led team, you're getting it, and this is kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday as you finish out this year. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said a year ago, you would have never, you would have never. If, if Matt Crowd would have left a year ago at this time, I don't know if people would even would even cared. Honestly, I think they would have thought, hey, John Rice is going to be the guy, whatever. But yeah, I mean, a, a year, a year of ball, hire, making the right hire that fits a player can can certainly change a person's career. And there's no telling how many other players have left here. That could have been the, the Matt Corral type, but, you know, you just never know when hiring. And, um, you know, now I wonder, you know, one thing I was thinking throughout this, I wonder if Kiffin um, sat down with Corral and wanted a decision from him me you know, going into recruiting. I, yeah. I, I, I just I feel like, hey, Matt, give me something now. Tell me you coming back or not. I don't care either way. You know, we'd love to have you back. But if not, I, I need to when I'm recruiting a Luke Altmaier, I need to I need to be up, up front with him and tell him, hey, you're the instant starter. Or, hey, I need you to come in and be with Matt Corral for a year and then be the guy. Um, just so he can try to, you know, get one of these guys. So I, that, that, that's going into that. I wonder if, if Lane was like, Hey man, I don't, you can do either way. I get it. If you want to go, you know, I get it if you want to stay, but I want something out of you so I can, I can use this in recruiting. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like that that could have been the path that could have happened there. Yeah. And, and everyone still wants to talk about John Rice Plumley, but he's complete non-factor. He's a great kid, a great kid. Wish nothing but the best for that kid. He's just a genuinely good dude, but he was never going to start in this offense. Even if Matt Corral had left, he wasn't going to be the starter because he can't pass in this offense. When I was looking to next year, if Matt did leave, 
what Ole Miss probably would have done was go get the top or one of the top graduate transfer quarterbacks or just it's a penalty-free one year of transfer that you can have now. Lane Kiffin would have gone and gotten a starter because I don't think he would have wanted Luke Altmyer to start. He'd prefer to have the guy that did it for a year than have to break in a whole new one, right? I mean, this is what you want. This is what you need. Yeah. So Matt Corral coming back is the perfect news on a Wednesday in which during a bye week, we were wondering, what's there really to talk about this week? What can we talk about now outside of the Matt Corral stuff? And to have quickly a question and a resolution, it's beautiful. If you're a media person, it's perfect because that means you and I can come back together and talk about this. Now, does it change your view now that you know Matt's coming back about what they can be? Again, we got to factor in that they're going to lose a few guys like Elijah and Royce, and those are big pieces, Kenny Yaboa. Those are questions, but with Matt Corral, is the rest of the stuff more... You can absolutely fill those spots, but you cannot fill that quarterback spot nearly as quick as you can find um, a wide receiver, a tight end. Um, not to mention that a lot of the scheme is, um, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty friendly scheme. So, um, and, and you got your running backs coming back, which are which are going to be absolute two veteran season studs. So, um, I mean, this is we're definitely prime. I still have the same expectation. Um, obviously, it's going to hurt losing Elijah Moore, but. You know, you would have said the same thing whenever A.J. Brown left. You'd have said the same thing when Treadwell left. You'd have, you'd have said the same thing when Moncrief left. You go down the list. I mean, those dude, you can find another guy at, at some point. It's really tough to replace the quarterback. Um, I mean, we have it absolutely teed up. I mean, Ole Miss, um, I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss has it on the tee for the next 10 years if, if it's all executed perfectly. If we can go Corral, Altmaier, then, then Arch. I mean, we're looking at 10 years of, of solid quarterbacks for Ole Miss coming up if it all plays out. That's, that's my, my hope. Long ways away from Zach Stout for you, buddy. Woo! Yeah, I, I wasn't um, wasn't quite blessed um, <laughs> with, with, with what's been going on the last couple of years. <laughs> He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe to Review Talk of Champions in iTunes. Say what you want, but leave a five-star review. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. All right for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and for the 247 Sports. We never do this, but this is big news. Thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt, Ben. Appreciate it, man. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.